these communities are just waiting for people to come back home because it really is just coming back home to ancestral wisdom and what we were always supposed to do. And it feels so good and nourishing to be around people that really see how this wisdom is really should be part of our daily life. Hey friends, welcome to the Medicine Stories podcast, where we are remembering what it is to be human upon the earth. I am Amber Magnolia Hill, and it's episode 99. Love it. Love getting so close to 100 and envisioning what's next. I'm feeling a lot of renewed energy and have tons of great ideas for future episodes. So I think you can expect more medicine stories more often. Today, I'm sharing my interview with Carly Rose. Many of us yearn for the lifeways of our ancient ancestors, and evolutionary mismatch theory can account for the majority of today's health issues, including mental health. Yet we cannot go back in time nor fully recreate their lifestyles in our modern world. Let us find well-being, nourishment, and community in the here and now, and stop buying into the false and guilt-inducing dichotomy between earth connection and technology. I mean, you're listening to this podcast on the internet, right? And if you are interested in the topics that we speak about on this show, then you probably are someone who is living an earth-connected lifestyle or would like to. And I am guessing that you have felt the tension between those two before. So I'm stoked to really be diving into that topic in a conversational style on this podcast. Carly Rose is an advocate of rewilding our spirits through ancestral eating and primitive living, passionate about off-grid permaculture and biohacking. Carly is one of the curators of the Off-Grid Bundle and Holistic Health Bundle. She inspires others to come back to truth through integrating back into primal roots. She has certifications in yoga and permaculture design, and her goal is to inspire others that they can do all of this too. She is really good at that inspiration, which is why I invited her on. There are two Patreon bonuses for this episode. You can find them at patreon.com slash medicine stories. I appreciate you all so much who are there as patrons of this show at the $5 level. Thank you. The first bonus is an extra conversation between Carly and I. Um, the, the day we were recording, all this information was coming out about heavy metals in mainstream dark chocolate brands, like popular dark chocolate brands. You might've seen this information and it really caught my attention as someone who just loves chocolate. Um, and you know, one of my very favorite brand was on there that I thought was so natural and healthy. And, uh, Carly had put up some stories on Instagram about it. So I was like, can we, can we talk about this? Can you tell me more about what you understand and what you know? And I had done a little extra research as well. So in this 25 minute bonus conversation, we talk about heavy metals and chocolate, Shilajit, falling sperm levels worldwide. Hopefully you're tuning into that conversation because that's crazy. And how your fertility is your health. I talk about what I noticed a few days ago when I looked back on five years of tracking my cycle. 
And then the second bonus is an ebook from Carly called Natural Beauty Foraging Plants to Replace Conventional Beauty and Hygiene Products. Carly and I are both participating in the Holistic Health Bundle. A lot of you were tuning into the Off Grid Homestead Bundle that happened a few months ago that I was a part of. And that was just such a wonderful, beautiful experience and amazing resources available for 50 bucks. And so the Holistic Health Bundle is the same thing. It's over 100 resources of holistic healthy living in general. I mean, it it really spans all sorts of topics and categories and health issues. And um, we talk about it at the end of the conversation a little more, so I won't go into it too much here. But of course, I have the link down in the show notes. It is only $50 and only through January 10th, 2023. So I apologize if you're listening later and you missed it, but hopefully they'll run it again at some point. So, okay, episode 99, Carly Rose, let's dive in. Welcome, Carly Rose, to Medicine Stories. I'm happy to get to know you better. I have a lot of curiosity about your life. I am so excited. Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. Yeah, I originally found out about you from my friend, Mandolin a while ago, and she's told me so much about you, and that brought me into a journey of diving into all of your work. So, thank you so much for everything that you contribute constantly. I've learned so much from you and your platform. Oh, wow. Thank you. You too. And thank you, Mandolin. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we just got connected, I don't know, a few months ago, sometime earlier this year. And yeah, I'm you seem to actually be living the life that so many people want to live who want to quote exit the matrix, you know, just, just choose something different. And I always talk about that's what brought me to herbalism was Mm -hmm. just knowing like there has to be another way. This isn't working. The medicine's not working. The food's not working. The culture is toxic. Yeah. (laughs) What else is out there? But I mean, it's been a very slow very imperfect journey as I think it is for so many, but you seem like, I don't know, you just seem like you've embraced so many things that I'm interested in, (laughs) really took the time to dive into. And so I'm curious, like how you grew up, you know, did you grow up like me, just like watching a bunch of TV, compulsory schooling, processed food, or did you have some of this modeled for you? And then Mm -hmm. how did you get interested in rewilding? Yeah, you know, I I did grow up like you, like very conventional, I would say, um, very safe too, and structured and, you know, suburbia um, from the outside of Chicago. So I was, you know, there were ways that I was raised that were really earthy. Like my mom was always gardening and I was the type of kid, such a tomboy. I, all the girls would be playing with Barbies and I would be playing with my bug jar and I would bring in, like, I would catch mice on the outside of my house and bring them in my house and like play with them. And my mom was like, what are you doing? <laughs> so I've always had like that kind of spirit. But I would say 
yeah, definitely the whole public school. And um, I would say, you know, everything was super conventional until I was 15 years old and started working at a juice bar and then started reading books about herbalism and juicing. And that's when I dove into veganism and raw veganism, which I no longer am. But that opened my eyes to a ton of truth. And I'm so grateful for that part of my life because. I mean, we'll probably get into that a bit later, but you know, just constantly, it was so important for me to read the books that were at the juice bar about these alternative types of living and healing. It just, it blew my mind. So that definitely broke a lot of barriers in my brain. And I think really questioning things young is so important before I think I was so young that I, that it just forced me to question so many things that I never would have questioned if I was, uh, for lack of a better word, maybe indoctrinated or conditioned or whatnot. But yeah, it was all, it's such a mix for me. I was very three sport athlete, regular high school, went to college, but then I went to a really holistic type of college that was on a conservation. And that kind of opened up a lot of things for me too, which we can get into that. It was such a cool, cool, cool college. But yeah, I would say that really nothing about my family is extra special. Special, Like I didn't go to Montessori or Waldorf or any of the other alternative types of school. So it was kind of a journey of just questioning everything and seeking it out for myself to really know what's true and what's not. It reminds me of, I, I was 24, but I got a job at the Sacramento Natural Foods Co-op and in mm-hmm. the wellness department. And yeah, exactly. Just like the books, you know, like totally books home one after another and being like, oh my gosh, people are living this way. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. how has your, how does your family react? You know, once you started changing your lifestyle, was there any like, you know, wide-eyed stares? <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, it's funny because I think it's really wild because my family, I have my mom, my dad, and my two brothers, they are so on board and I'm really lucky because they totally agree with the nose to tail nourishment and the living out of the system and really being our own advocates and seeking alternative information that may not be presented to us on a daily basis. So it's really great. They're not necessarily as, um, my brothers are very earthy. My parents aren't really too much, but you know, I'm very like, like to get dirty, like to be off grid in woods and they are such a balance. They're such a great balance. And I think it all is a way of balance too, because for me, I think the important part of my family is they raised me to be able to talk to a bunch of different types of people, no matter what their beliefs are, no matter what their what they think is true or not. So I think they set me up for a really great path of being humble in that way and having humility and talking to people with wherever they're at, because I've definitely been very extreme. So that was when they weren't, that's when they weren't maybe like my biggest fan, you know, when I was a vegan activist and coming home and seeing chicken, I'm like, blah, you know, and I think I know a lot of you've spoken about this a lot on your page and those transitions. And it's so interesting psychologically how different I am now with everything that I believe in and talk about and preach from like a nourishment standpoint. So it's really, I've been humbled so many times throughout my whole little health journey and truth journey, you know, thinking you have the truth and you're like, 
oh, actually, no, it's not. And then you have to go back and do apologize to all these people. Like, yeah, you know what I told you that you should be raw vegan forever. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm eating liver. So I, I hope that you're not doing that. And yeah, it's, it's, you know, I know, you know how humbling it could be. And I think that, you know, just the social media and everything, we can get so excited and passionate about the truth, the truth and what we think it's working. And then, you know, just being, all it is, is about being humble and being like, okay, maybe that, maybe that wasn't the answer, but it's all coming from a place of just wanting everyone to be happy and healthy and see things that they're maybe not exposed to. Yeah. And I really, really appreciate about that about you. And I think that's why so many people are attracted to you and what you're sharing is that you're such a genuine person. There's no bullshit. And you're, you're like genuinely happy. You, you radiate this positivity that is not false in any way. It's magnetic. And so I think you're touching a lot of hearts and changing lives just by sharing what you're doing and what your path is. And yeah, I have, you know, I always say, I'm so glad that social media wasn't really a thing when I was vegan or I would have been insufferable. Totally. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. It's, you know, that brings up, that brings up the whole echo chamber aspect of social media, right? It's like, we, I think that a lot of people, whether you're carnivore or vegan, whatever, you can get stuck in these echo chambers and only this information. So I think that's why I was vegan for so long. It's because I was only seeing that information, especially with the algorithm. Really, I was only seeing that information. My friends were only vegan, you know, and this is just with anything. So it's so important. I still have really good friends um, and coworkers that are vegan and they're healthy and they love it. And so I try to still respect the lifestyle, but also be cautious to recommend certain lifestyles for people. I think that it's like such a self-pursuit of what works for each individual body. And it all comes back to intuition, you know, and what's best for you isn't what's best for me. And that's, I think what I'm really just focused on like from now on, maybe not forever. I mean, it's so hard to say what our beliefs are always going to be right. It's people that have always changed, but right now I'm just focusing on that it's just most important for everyone to listen to their intuition and their body. And that's it. No matter the dogma, no matter, no matter what's being told to them of what they should do, it's, it's really coming back to your own inner voice and what you feel. And I think that if you're constantly connected to yourself and God and how you truly feel, then I think that that prioritizes any type of person telling you what to do with your body. So yeah, it's, it's really cool to see so many people thriving in so many different ways because there are just so many ways to be happy and healthy. But yeah, for me right now, definitely that's like nose to tail and hunting and like permaculture, regenerative agriculture, because that's just for me, when I was seeking truth with veganism, I thought veganism was the truth because it seemed to be happy and sustainable and all these things, but you know, diving into, a lot deeper into it. It wasn't that. And it really took for me to live in Hawaii. I lived at this um, bird sanctuary for a little bit and there were eggs all over the place. And you know, I was looking at them like, wait, I'm vegan. And I am eating, you know, protein from the mainland that's not grown on the Island, but I could be eating this egg that's right in front of me. That's more sustainable. That's more, nourishing really. And then I started eating the eggs and felt satiated and my brain lit up and I was like, Whoa, this is, this is true for me. So yeah, I think when people start to live more in tune with gardening and um, with their bodies, the answer to what's 
right is maybe different than things that we're seeing in the news or, you know, not that I watch the news, but you know, things that are projected and everyone's talking about the sustainable meat, the sustainable plant, I mean, excuse me, the sustainable plant-based meat. And it's like, no, that's just not it. <laughs> that's, that's not it at all. <laughs> No, no. Yeah, eggs will do it, man. Eggs. So I'm so interested though in this in the phrase you use that the eggs turned your brain back on and then thinking about intuition and how they're like I agree with you and you know these really militant accounts are like no this is how everyone should eat and this is for everyone and we we know it just does not work that way and even the same person especially women because of our cyclical nature and yeah. giving birth that um even our individual needs will change week to week and year to year and decade to decade but you know that intuition and our ability to listen to our body's signals can be disrupted when we are not nourished properly, when we have hormonal birth control or toxins from tap water or whatever going through our systems. So I think about that a lot, like in just so many ways, we're not connected to the frequency of the earth. We're not bathing in wild waters. We're not drinking wild waters. And then we are inundated with information, much of it mis-disinformation. And our bodies are constantly changing and we all have different genetic and epigenetic makeup. Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. You know, regarding the eggs and the brain lighting up. Yeah. I mean, I started, I was vegan for about seven or eight years, even more probably, which is so sad to say. I've actually had to do a lot of self-forgiveness on that because what I did to my body was pretty, pretty detrimental. And I, towards the end of it, I started dreaming about eggs and they started coming up in my dreams. And I hear that was so many people that are vegan starting to dream about steak or a hamburger. And I, I am not kidding, Amber this year, I've over the past two years, I probably have 15 friends that were vegan that could not get pregnant or like weren't interested in being pregnant. And then as soon as they ate meat, they either got pregnant or they got the desire to have kids again. And that really has stuck with me. Um, I stopped being vegan about a couple of years ago and yeah, ever since then, I just have so many people speaking to me about like getting their fertility back with their natural cycle and eating meat. And I, I think that because of the dogma and echo chambers people are in, we can think that we're doing all the things right. And we're super healthy. I think of myself when I was younger on my fitness pal, like documenting my calories. I'm like, Ooh, I am so healthy eating 1200 calories a day across country runner while running, you know, five miles a day. Wow. So healthy. No, I was just deteriorating. So it's so interesting how really just coming back and listening to my dreams. And also I I found that when I would dream about these things, I would write it down and I'm I'm such a big dream journaler and um, writing down the dreams. And um, as I'm writing, having things click in my brain of what I need to do, it was a whole mental processing. So then that is what really helps me. That helps me with everything. Basically for those who don't dream journal yet, gosh, writing down my dreams has changed the entire trajectory of my life, I feel, because it is such a therapy to really get clear on what's going on and um, just make sense of <laughs> make sense of your dreams and the actions that I took after dreaming about eggs. You know, that's when I really started to incorporate diving into the. When I stopped being vegan, I actually went immediately and got my hunting license and started taking. You know, I got a bow, started to go to the range and shoot because I'm a very 
yeah, like I said, the pursuit of truth. It's like, okay, this it, pivot. Okay, let's go. <laughs> I just went all out, you know? And I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I want to know I need to be the one to take an animal's life. I need to be the one to be a part of that cycle. And that kind of leads me to like the earth skills festivals that I go to and the permaculture meetups and the herbalism conferences that take place all over the world. And people don't know that these things exist and they have completely shifted in me how I live and how I want to be living. Because when I go to these festivals, you know, we're making flutes out of river cane we're going mushroom foraging. We're learning to die with indigo. We're learning to kill rabbits and people bring their, you know, rabbits from their farms. And then there's a whole ceremony of loving the rabbit and killing the rabbit, skinning it, using it for meat, using the bones for tools, using the fur for clothing. And so these are all things I knew were the truth when I left veganism, but I, I didn't know how to bridge that gap of actually getting there and immersing myself in it. And so, because I've lived in Florida and Hawaii, and now I live in the mountains and I'm surrounded by people that do this. But for those people that want to be doing these things that don't know how to get there, let's say like they're not living on a farm or they're not living in an area that's conducive to the space. I mean, first of all, there's so many online resources to, to look at, but you know, there's also so many meetups to go to. I mean, when I was in Florida, I was in Delray beach. So it's kind of a city area, but there were food forests and permaculture gatherings. And I would harvest my own food by riding my bike around the block because I knew how to forage like the mangoes and make the cranberry hibiscus tea from my neighbor's porch. You know, you just have to start diving in somewhere. And again, it's that magnetism that we were mentioning earlier. You just start magnetizing these experiences to you and then you get in the community and then word of mouth, you hear about other activities and events going on. So yeah, for anyone listening, that's into the whole rewilding and earth skills and you want it to experience it personally, I would just really suggest looking into permaculture convergences and seeing what earth skill festivals there are near you, survival meetups, because they exist all over the world. And just because you don't know about it doesn't mean it's not true. Like it probably does exist by you or somewhere in your state. You might have to travel a little bit, but they have completely, completely, completely changed the way I see myself and I see the way I want to live because it's so morally consistent with what we learn at these things. Yeah, I agree. I have been saying for for years and years that the mostly herbal gatherings that I went to in my late 20s, early 30s completely changed my life. Like every single gathering, something was acquired, a relationship was formed or a skill was acquired or just a seed mm-hmm. was planted in my mind that changed my life that like pivoted everything for me. And I think you're right too, that they're everywhere. Like there probably is one within driving distance of you, wherever you're listening from at some point in the next year. And they're so worthwhile. Like, yeah, there is a lot of stuff online and I, you know, obviously that's a great way to learn, but to really be in person with people is, it's just different. And the relationships that are forged for me, that's, I have had so many life-changing experiences from meeting people at those kind of get-togethers, even smaller ones. Like here we have the Weston A. Price meetup once a month, Mm -hmm. or there's all sorts of farm festivals and even like the little craft fairs, you know, it's, it truly is all about being able to connect with anyone and just getting out there, which I don't do very often anymore. (laughs) Like in my forties and I've got two kids Mm -hmm. hearing you. I'm like, oh yeah, I used to do that. And that was really good for me. 
Yeah. It's so, you know, it's a lot of my friends, um, that are just in the phase of having kids and now they're in the homeschooling community. Right. So, um, one of my friends is a child that goes to a school and it's, it's totally different. I mean, I'm sure you're already aware and a lot of your community is already aware, but instead of the certain curriculums, they're raising animals, they're baking bread, they're going to the garden, getting turmeric and learning to dye clothes with turmeric. And, you know, these kids are five, six years old and, there's so and meeting the parents. I've met a lot of the moms there and they're so sweet. We actually had a I met up with the, the moms from the school with my friend raw a girls' night raw milk tasting. So we were tasting camel milk and white buffalo milk and colostrum. It was honestly one of the best nights I've ever had. It was so fun tasting all those raw milks. But I'm like, yeah, this is just it, it's so funny how yeah, you just get dialed in and tapped into certain places, and then all these offerings and all these different people come out of the woodworks that you never would have met. The in-person connections are so powerful. And obviously social media is extremely powerful as well. But yeah, I I find that. And then, you know, you go to those meetups, you meet someone there. They're like, oh my gosh, you you know, maybe you connect with them. They're like, come hang out. Let's have a bonfire at my farm and roast chestnuts. You know, there's so many ways for people that they're hanging out. And I I think that, you know, 15-year-old Carly would be looking at Carly now and be like, that's so cool. Like, this is so random, you know, but it's these communities are just waiting for people to come back home because it really is just coming back home to ancestral wisdom and what we were always supposed to do. And it feels so good and nourishing to be around people that really see how this wisdom is really should be a part of our daily life. You know, sitting with people and not just watching TV and instead you're like whittling spoons for your aunts and uncles or something. It's, and then having conversation and gosh, it, it, it's just everything. And I think that's the whole part of the wilding is just, you know, the, the community and coming back to community in that way, but also just remembering parts of yourself that you didn't even know you maybe had because you've just been so distracted. Cause you just, when you're doing these things, you're just so present, so in tune, there's, there's no distraction. There's no cell service at a lot of these people's properties or, you know, um, festivals. So yeah, I definitely encourage everyone to, you know, like I said, go, go down that route of the in-person and the meetups, because you will meet people that are family, like really, real family. It's special. There's nothing like it. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, we all know in our bodies and common sense, but it's also proven in like every scientific social study that that community is the foundation of health and our relationships with others is more important than what we're eating or anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to go back to, okay, two things. So first of all, you know, I was saying like, oh, our intuition can be so disrupted. It's hard to know, but then you brought in dreams Mm -hmm. and like, boom, that's, that's Mm -hmm. a clear signal. You know, that's (laughs) absolutely the deep body, the cellular intelligence speaking to you. So I'm so glad you brought that up. And that's so interesting about people having dreams about the food that's going to nourish them. Like, of course. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
I was talking to my friend the other day and I was like, how are you? She's like, nothing. I feel like I had a dream and God said beef liver to me. So she started eating beef liver. I was like, amazing. Like these are the conversations that everyone's having now. It's just, it's so great. It's so great. And yeah, I think, yeah, the dreams, the dreams are so, so key. And yeah, I know people comes up in meditations and spiritual practices and yeah, just even the understanding of the whole nose to tail. And what I want to say also really quick is, you know, these festivals that I go to, what I really appreciate is that they taught me about utilizing roadkill. So we would use a lot, we would make jewelry out of roadkill bones and they would make, I met this guy that made this amazing jacket and hat out of roadkill. And he travels around the country in his bus and he does the whole like nomad thing. But yeah, in different States, there's, you know, different legalities of if you can use roadkill or whatnot, but you know, the, when you figure out the laws in each state and you're able to, utilize the animal that's life was taken because of humans still, you know, I feel like that's something that no vegan can say is bad basically, because you you are, you are utilizing and giving thanks to this animal that's life was taken from, from a, be- a vehicle, you know? So it's really special to me to be around people that really just go so much deeper than hunting or raising animals themselves, which is already amazing, but the whole roadkill thing. And, you know, you don't necessarily want to eat something that's kind of funky. I mean, I know there's like certain tests that people have to do potentially. I know a lot of hunters have to maybe test deer for certain parasites and things like that. So you definitely want to make sure you're doing this in a way that's responsible, but, but just being around people that really don't find that gross. It's kind of like my friends and I in college, we would dumpster dive at Whole Foods and yeah, it sounds really gross and dumpster diving, but, but really it's like they place a fresh box of bananas like outside, you know, you just go and swipe it up. So I don't know. I don't even think you can still do that at Whole Foods. I think they lock the dumpsters, but you know, that was our whole, we were a bunch of hippies with like dreadlocks and like, Oh my gosh, you know, let's go dumpster dive and see if we can get organic strawberries. But yeah, I think just the whole food waste thing and the roadkill, gosh, those are two rabbit holes that have really opened my eyes to a lot of ways we can, we can really nourish ourselves and be more sustainable. So. Yeah. It's bringing reverence to those animals too, that were killed by cars. My friend Susie who's been on the podcast, she will pull over if there's a skunk or a squirrel dead on the side of the road and bring it home and skin it. And it's just a way for her and her sons to practice that skill. And then they have this beautiful, soft, amazing animal pelt that, you know, they have some like tacked up around their home and just use it for various things. It's such a, I just admire her so much and admire you so much for diving into it. You know, I, I stopped being vegan 16 something years ago and I'm ever since wow. I'm like, I should really hunt. I should really learn how to skin animals. But I like Susie came over to teach us how to butcher chickens and I just like cried and walked away. Mm-hmm. So I really mm-hmm. admire and appreciate the people who super dive into it. And, you know, I think I can also honor like my nervous system and totally <laughs> like, totally. Like, like I, I'm not a tomboy. I've always been a very g- introverted girly girl who like, cries at anything dying or dead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there's such a balance. You know, I was, you know, raised with two older brothers. So they really were tough on me. (laughs) And I, I was a really big tomboy because I always wanted to be with the boys and always hanging out with their friends. And that's just dressed like a boy for years. That was just who I was. And, and 
I think that like I haven't had my first skill yet with hunting. Um, I've been around it with, especially my uncle is a really big hunter, um, and he. I actually want to go with him for my first hunt because you know it just seems right with family, and he is a property that he's been hunting on for years. And but it, I think there's something to be said for that in your you know your nervous system. It's one like having a regulated nervous system to do that, which is a whole like trauma conversation, regulation conversation, but also. You know, when I talk to women that don't want to do it, that are emotional, I'm like, well, maybe it's just, it's not a job for every woman. You know, it's, we, we process things maybe a little bit differently. And that's where the whole masculine feminine conversation comes in that I know is pretty controversial, but I say, you know, if someone's feeling that resistance and pain, I think that it could, you can still give reverence in a way that's beautiful, but you don't have to necessarily hold yourself accountable to do it yourself. And so for me, you know, my partner, it's really important for me that, you know, he is the one to go out and kill and bring it home in the night. I make things with it too. And I want to be a part of it and experience it myself too. But I want to say I, I'm, it's important to me that, to be the primary hunter in a family, you know? So I think it's really important for everyone to hold themselves to, you know, realistic, what's realistic for their nervous system. And I think that's so admirable that you just honor your nervous system to that degree to not put any pressure, even though it's something that you admire, but maybe knowing your place in it and not needing to be because there are other people that are more than willing to do that for you. And then you have your role in a different way, you know? Exactly. And, you know, when we would look back on any sort of ancestral tribal village community, everyone had their own roles. And so it is something I sort of see with like, you know, back to the land, paleotechnics, the, you know, the skills, ancestral skills that we're reclaiming is that a lot of people feel like they have to just learn every, every single one of them. And that's pretty much impossible. And none of our ancestors would have had every single one of those skills. Um, right. So, right. Yeah, again, just slow medicine, nervous system regulation and being in community because someone else is going to have that skill and they can do that and you can trade. Absolutely. Yeah. That is one of my favorite parts about the communities that I'm in. Everyone's pretty on a trade basis, you know, trading shilogy for earrings, trading whittled utensils for an oxymill. I mean, gosh, it's, it's really cool being in communities that honor that. And especially, you know, with products that you and I make, just being able to trade that with friends for things that they make and have that exchange. But then also, you know, supporting friends first, especially since like everyone shopping holidays and just whatever shopping all year round. Gosh, I think that because of this lifestyle, all of my money really goes to my friends and my direct community. And I think, gosh, keeping that communal economy is so beautiful and just uplifting people that are really consistent. And it, gosh, I, I love, 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 love gifting my friends gifts to my other friends and having that interwovenness. And then that sets up for collaboration and networking. It's just so cool to witness. And yeah, it's really special for everyone to kind of hone in on their genius in that way and their passion and have that creation that they can share and give to the world because people want to experience it. And I think a lot of, you know, that's what the indoctrination with school teaches us, like really to kind of go against that, at least in my experience with where I went to school. And um, it really took for me to go to like a good college and not that if I would go back, I probably wouldn't have gone to college, but the college I went to, 
Institute. It's Florida Gulf Coast University. And it was just so beautiful because there was a food forest on campus that, you know, we'd walk there for lunch and harvest a bunch of food and put it in our bowls and eat fresh papayas and cacao and greens and all the things. And just being around people that were weaving baskets or making jewelry in the food forest or making art, making journals and out of using paper from the trees in there. Gosh, it it was so cool to watch the people hone in on their genius and really not have the resistance of, should I do this? Should I not? They were just so open to gifting and exploring that. And I think that's what more, what more of the world needs. And I think that's what is happening. I think people are really starting to realize that, you know, their work should be compatible with their passion and their gifts are, you know, their edge. And their passion is their edge that once they get past that edge and they share, people are so happy to receive. It just really makes me long for times in the past when each individual's, like you say, genius and gift would be seen and would be nurtured and appreciated and praised and, you know, come into reciprocity with the other humans in their, in their village, in their area and it, you know, hearing about, about your community and gifting what someone else made to a friend. And it just, it makes me realize that like, we really could, <laughs> as, as we did for 99% of human history, we really could like make it work here on earth without the large systems that we have in place that we all rely on because we were born in this time in one way or another. And, you know, gosh, it just, if that system all collapsed today, it, it wouldn't be good, but we can slowly reacquire these skills and teach them to our children. And we could absolutely live on the earth in a beautiful way without the current toxic capitalism society as it is with, with like this toxic form of capitalism. So it makes me think about a post that I saw you do once about the new rich and that phrase has sort of reverberated in my mind. So what, mm-hmm. what do you mean by the new rich? Yeah, the new rich, um, that audio was on Instagram for anyone that's listening. And it's basically just saying that prioritizing community, prioritizing time, prioritizing the earth, that is richness. Community, being in a community that's like-minded and nourishing, that's richness. And I think a piece that you and I recently found is not that money is necessarily bad, but just being in alignment with everything, like with your passion and with your contribution to this earth, with your service, and then receiving that richness financially, if that's how it comes to, you know, there's rich is not just financials though. It's all these different places. It reminds me of that documentary. I think it's just called happy. And the man is interviewing all these people all over the world that are so happy. And it's because they have family and they have still their intuition. They're not watching TV. They're in rocking chairs, whether whatever situation they're in, in a city or in the perfect off-grid place, you know, but they're, they have their presence and their connection with God. And yeah, I'm always so inspired by people that are, have gone through crazy amounts of trauma and they're still extremely happy and optimistic and loving. And I think that's also a form of richness too. I mean, gosh, for people that have found connection in the most traumatic times and, you know, over the 
past couple of years, just really speaking with people that have such an amazing head on their shoulders and optimism, but also realness and connection with God and faith. That to me is richness. So rich. I think people come coming back to more of the ancestral patterns and having you know, it's hard because not everyone wants to be completely off grid. And for me, complete, I'm not completely off grid. I just gifted myself a great sauna. And, you know, I, I don't have property yet to have my own earth ship sauna that I built with clay and all these different sweat lodge type things that you can build out of natural materials. But I am doing, I'm attending things like workshops to learn those traits on the way. So I think a lot of people can say, well, you know, I'm not financially rich, so I can't do this. I can't do that. Well, it's true. You do need to have financials in order to live in this world for sure. But you know, there are so many ways to hit goals to where you're going and systems that you can align yourself with to have the financial piece. But I think just the point is, is that the financial piece isn't the end all be all right, but it is a great piece to, um, to nourish yourself and really work towards your dreams. And so, yeah, I wanted to, I, I personally, what I do now is I I've lived on farms and I've lived on properties and I've stayed at amazing places that are off grid. And me right now, I'm not in a space right now where I'm completely off grid. I definitely have been utilizing more of like the biohacking, um, which is why I brought up the sauna and more of the tangible things that people can do themselves. You know, for example, if someone works a job where they don't see the sun, what do you do? You you can get a red light panel, right? You can, if someone lives next to a tower, what can you do? You can grab, you know, a certain type of device that'll help you mitigate that. So I, I love giving people solutions when they're not able to access the lifestyle that I am most passionate about. Just the regenerative grounding, earthing, earth skills lifestyle. But for me, it's it's the ultimate goal of just having land and luckily, you know, aligning yourselves with those right systems to get there can really be tangible. And I, I never would have thought I would have my, I I thought I would have my own land, but I just didn't think it would be this soon. And I think that, you know, a lot of people just want to work trade for other people, or I'm not sure if you're familiar with woofing. I'm sure you are woofing, you know, when people work on each other's properties and stuff, I was doing that for a while until I realized that they weren't doing it in a way that was in alignment. So I kept thinking I have to, you know, find a place that was really in alignment and I wanted to work for them. And then I just kind of sat and I was like, wait, why don't I just do it? You know, what is the blockage in my life, in my field, that's not letting me experience this myself and have this as my goal. So that almost shifted my brain. And I started aligning myself with different opportunities, different people. And now, you know, that's my trajectory. So I think, you know, that's a whole like removal of blockages conversation that a lot of people have. And I know you and I work with a bunch of women that um, have overcome amazing blocks and working to remove blocks in that way, but really from a sovereignty aspect and a self, just realizing what we deserve ourselves. I think that a lot of amazing things can come from that. And yeah, I'm just connected with so many people, I guess, these days that are really just doing the dang thing, no matter what their situation is, no matter what their background is, no matter how hard or accessible, I find people just overcoming all odds and just doing it because they, in their heart, they know it's the truth and what they want and in their connection and their service, they believe it. And they're just making it happen. And I, I love Love, love, love. Like I said, being around people that have been so, had such a hard life, but just to see where they are now and just have your jaw drop and be like, wow, you overcame all odds and you did it. I think those are the people that are so beautiful sharing, sharing their stories and really giving back in the way because they provide 
an example that everyone else can do it too. And then they, people just lose resistance, but you know, it's a lot of unconditioning from, from school and from parents and what the world has said, what to do, what's right, what's wrong. You know, you really got to get back, get back in tune with yourself. Oh, okay. I want to, yeah, I, <laughs> I go on tangents. No, no, I love it. I just like, I, I need to be articulate now about all the things you made me think about. Okay. So <laughs> you and I are both participating in the holistic, but holistic health bundle, right? That's the holistic health bundle. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be available from January 1st until January something. <laughs> January 10th. Yeah. 10th. Okay. It's only 10 days. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, my herbal body oiling ebook is a part of it. And you have an ebook that's a part of it that ties into this conversation. And I was just in on a call with three other herbalists talking about the same thing. And I just think it's such an interesting conversation, which is like this, what people perceive to be different things, which is being earth connected and then also using technology or Mm -hmm. use the Mm -hmm. word biohacking for health. And I, I see people like grapple with this, you know, they're like, but I'm like, oh, like I garden and I use herbs and I get sunshine and drink wild water. I can't use this technology device to mitigate EMFs or bring frequencies into my body. And I'm like, you're, you're writing this on your cell phone, first of all. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But also like, I just don't have that belief system that one negates the other or that you're purer or better if you're Mm -hmm. not using Mm -hmm. technology for health. Like, dude, utilize what you have. You know, we are living in unprecedented times as far as living out of alignment with our ancestral biological reality, you know, evolutionary mismatch disease. I talk about all the time. We are most Mm -hmm. of us extremely unhealthy and many of us very unhappy as well because our ancestral homo sapien bodies did not evolve, you know, drinking Floor, I mean, any any number of toxins that we're right, right, supposed to right. every day. So it, I'll take anything I can get to help right. me back into alignment, you know, in my body and to up my cellular voltage. I'm reading the book Voltage is Healing or Healing is mm. Voltage, maybe, which is freaking mind blowing. And I was already mm-hmm. sort of tuned into that conversation through learning about water and wild water and structured water, yeah. and that kind of stuff. I have a couple episodes on that. Um, yeah. So I thought it was cool when I saw that your ebook that's part of the bundle is all about this. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I love, first of all, I love the conversations with the structured water and the living water. It's gosh, water, the whole tap water. I, yeah. I got into the tap water rabbit hole like a, a while ago and just learning about that was a big eye opener for sure. I'm not sure if any other people in the bundle have that in um, their eBooks. I talk about it a little bit in mine and just ways to work with living water and really quick, just, I'm going to, I have this list by me of things that are in the holistic health bundle. And then we can all just do a little talk on it. So what's going to be involved is there's going to be frequency and biohacking, what to do with mold exposure, zero waste body care, foot soaks and hand soaks, so many like homeopathy and herbalism goodies. And you have your oiling ebook, there's cycle syncing, herbal first aid. I love all the birthing and ceremonial weaning and pregnancy ebooks that are so beautiful. And then there's nervous system regulation stuff, rewilding, EMFs, there's parasite cleanses, breath work, 
a lot of tooth decay. There's a really great tooth decay um, ebook in there for people that have had kids, you know, issues. I know a lot of my friends that had vegan kids, had a lot of teeth issues with their children and helping with that and cold exposure, all the things, right? So these are so many ancestral practices. But for example, there's an ebook in there about cold exposure and, you know, the cold plunges. And, you know, if someone doesn't live near a place with water, what you can do, there's a guy with an ebook in there that has a a resource on how to make your own or build your own, who to support if you want to grab one. So that is, you know, not, that's not a living stream in the woods. That's absolutely pristine and perfect, right? We wish that we had that, but that's just not reality for a lot of people. So I think, you know, for me, I, I get sometimes people asking, well, if you're so into rewilding, why are you using a phone? Why are you using Healy? Why are you using Red? Why are you using a sauna? Well, I mean, I just, I, my goal is to work towards those things, but I'm going to use anything I can use in the meantime, exactly like what, what, what you said. And I think that with tech, you know, we already know for those that have gone down the tech rabbit hole, what is going on, but there is a way of the contrary to use, utilize it for good, like sovereign technology. And I used when I think when I was super raw vegan and living off grid in Hawaii and just having my mind instead of being, I want to be a minimalist and that's it. And I was very close to any type of technology, but I've noticed that just on this path of nourishment, I feel like technology has had a definite place in that. And I don't have the resistance that I did before because I do see the way that it can be potentially amazing. And I, I, you, I am around people using it for the good all the time. I, my friend, um, Karen, I learned about frequency from her about seven years ago, she has this like holistic biohacking spa in the city of Chicago. And now she's more in the burbs, but I learned from her and she was using different types of frequency machines for her clients. And it was so beautiful to witness what was going on with them and how they were reacting and some amazing testimonials and stories. And you know, that that's working, that is helping them get back their, their bodies and their mind. So to say that it's not a valid thing to use, you know, some people are against it. And if that's where they're at, that's totally beautiful too. But the way that it's able, these technologies are able to bring people back to living life and being happy. I don't think that that should be taken away from them just because it's a piece of tech, you know, same thing of how our phones are connecting with connecting us with family across the world. You know, let's, we can use that in an amazing way, just, you know, being mindful and having that discernment. And I really just do think it's a conversation of discernment more than anything. So, you know, a lot of these things in the holistic health bundle, they do deal with certain types of biohacking, like ozone or types of frequency devices like Healy, or I'm not sure if you have any tech in your, I don't think you had tech in your book, right? Mm -mm. Yeah. It's so it's such a, there's such a beautiful combination, but I think you know, at least from my perspective, people either think they have to be completely off grid or nothing at all, which no, there is such a balance of integration and it's beautiful. I think it's integration and just meeting your nervous system with where everything is at all the time and just making these little swaps and hacks and getting towards your goals of what that means for you. And then what that means for the collective, which is a more ancestral, like regenerative life just using, utilizing what you can to get there. But, you know, I'm not going to tell someone if they're working a job and they're not able to see the sun, oh, you can't use a red light because it's technology, right? It's, I just don't think that's valuable 
for anyone, I think just to get them back to wanting to use red light. And then maybe that leads to a path of them wanting to quit their job and work something that's more in alignment with their cycle. And, you know, it's just this constant one foot in front of the other, in front of the other. So that's how I see it now, you know, and I totally respect people that are totally against technology and not wanting to use biohacking tools. Um, And if they feel amazing without it, then that's great. It's the goal is just to feel our best selves, you know, and healthy and optimal. So yeah, that's great. If someone's feeling optimal and they don't feel like they need anything, but also, you know, I, I wonder if there's any, um, anything beyond that, that they can experience because if they let, you know, that, that mindset in that they can also have, um, tools in their toolbox, you know, that's how I view everything, to be honest, like homeopathy is a tool. My red light is a tool. The sauna is a tool, but it's not God. It's not, me, it's not my intuition. Like that is the ruler, but the other things are just amazing things to have in our pockets and play with and use. And I, you know, you and I have seen so many people have amazing, amazing experiences. So I think that's probably just where our heads are at, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's just a false dichotomy in my mind, the earth Mm -hmm. versus technology. And like, Mm -hmm. again, we are in unprecedented times in terms of the toxins on our body and how our cellular voltage has been wiped out. So I'm, I'm Mm -hmm. over here going to do anything I can. That's going to bring that back online. And that includes earthing and spending as much time as possible with my feet and my body on the earth and getting real sunshine. And it includes infrared saunas and using Healy. And I have friends who have had, who have been using frequency devices for Decades. I had two friends mm-hmm. who were using something called radionics in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I looked it up Amazing. Recently, like a hilarious, from our perspective, you know, giant machine. Totally. There's, there's Amp Coil, which has like right. a, a headquarters here where I live. So people I know have been using that for a long time too. And um, so it just, it, it yeah, didn't... it's been since the 50s, you know. I think it was the 50s or 60s when Rife came out. So, well, the 1920s it... is really when the frequencies started being developed and first looked at. And then, you know, it's mm-hmm. grown since then for sure. It's interesting because I was somehow I went down a Rife rabbit hole like six months ago in an infrared sauna. <laughs> I just, I just like Amazing. remember being there. Like, what is this? Oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. Yeah. And then, you know, as many, many months later when the Healy became into my consciousness. And I was like, oh, so this is that, and this is amp coil and this is radionics. And this is, Mm -hmm. you know, just a a different version of earthing, but it's small and it's handheld. And, you know, you and I both know that it's, I hate to use the word controversial, but people have feelings about about using technology and frequency medicine. Dude, like at this point, I've had mine for over a month now, you could not you literally couldn't pay me to not use it. You can't yeah. <laughs> experience and the experience of my family members and my friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like, it's a beautiful tool. You know, my, a friend of mine who has one too, she was like, she's so stoked. And she's like, mm-hmm. humans have so much potential, but this, our modern toxic culture, like blocks our potential at every turn. So I'm going to use whatever I can to like unwind all the blockages inside me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's just exactly what it feels like to me. Totally. 
Totally. Why wouldn't we transmute and harmonize? It, it just, it makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a while. It's been wild. Yeah. I totally hear you on the controversial thing because yeah, just it's, it's tech, you know, but I think not having that polar view has been, it's really relaxed my nervous system. <laughs> you know, I don't know about you, oh, yeah. but it, it's definitely been an amazing aspect of the, um, the nervous system. And my friend Karen, I was speaking about, you know, she's 76 now. So she's been doing this for, I think over 40 years. So really OGs have been doing this forever. Like this is really nothing new is what mm-hmm. we're trying to say, you know? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, yeah, I, we you know when I got invited to have my herbal body oiling ebook, be part of the holistic health bundle. Yeah. And then I was looking through what else was in it. I was like, oh my God, I'm so stoked to see Carly bringing this piece of the conversation forward because I've been having it personally and privately and on a recent call that I did Mm -hmm. for herbalists, but Mm -hmm. obviously Mm -hmm. it's up. It's up for people right now and it it needs to be talked about. And like, we are not actually going back to the paleolithic, which I've seriously spent the last like 15, 17 years wishing I could and dreaming about. Yeah. I constantly Mm -hmm. come up on this podcast a thousand times. I constantly compare what am I doing now? What would I have been doing if I was living in ancestors? Mm -hmm. What did my ancestors do? How can I make it more like that? And like the hard truth that comes up over and over again is I can't. I was Mm -hmm. born Mm -hmm. now. (laughs) Um, And I know some people do. Some people do go completely off grid, offline, like leave it all behind, but I'm not going to do that. So I hear you. Okay. So yeah, going back to, you know, it can't be perfect. It's absolutely. That's such a healthy mindset for sure. Yeah. What can you control? What can you control? What can you not control? And what we're speaking about is what we can integrate and control. And it's so empowering. And and there's so many different ways why it's so empowering, right? And the fact that it can be our passion, we can talk about it and help people with it. And then there's just this energetic exchange. It's so beautiful in all the ways it just... Yeah, I, I definitely resonate with you of almost feeling depressed about why that we can't live in, in certain ways like our ancestors did and trying to get back and almost feeling like I'm just reaching to go back and just, oh my, and everything that, oh my, feeling guilty for doing things that my ancestors wouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. And then how bad is that for our bodies and our nervous yeah. system? You know, it's like totally it's totally defeating the purpose. So yeah, we, we all have a mutual goal of regenerative agriculture. And I shouldn't say we, but you know, I know you and I have this vision of how we see things and want things to be in terms of regenerative and community and intuitiveness and foraging and all the things. Right. And I think that integrating it all and just using certain types of modalities that are beneficial. Why not? <laughs> Why not? You know, yeah, I I have just had this conversation so many times myself. So thank you for pointing that out and putting that to words because I think that will really hit a lot of people very deeply. Yeah. And not only like the guilt, but it's just pointless to pine away for something you're never going to have. <laughs> like that, yeah. You know, that's a real drag on the system. And yeah, I've seen, yeah. again, my friend Susie, I just remember when her oldest son was little Cause we talk, we, this is all we talk about is like ancestral living versus how we're living now. And she was just crying, like crying. Why can't it mm-hmm. be like it was then, you know, mm-hmm. and that deep feeling has just guided my life for so long. And mm-hmm. it's been a mm-hmm. gift to really sort of come into like a more mature wisdom in the last couple of years of it can't, there are many things I can do. I can do my best and it's not going to mm-hmm. be that ever. Mm-hmm. 
So. Yeah. And that's a really empowering, what can I do? Yeah. And go from there. Okay. I want to talk a little bit more about the, okay. The holistic health bundle. So we also participated in the off-grid homestead bundle a few months ago, which was like (laughs) amazing. I mean, the energy around that was so fun. Um, electric. It was electric. Grateful. It was so yeah. electric. Yeah. Yes. And so much gratitude. And so I really saw what a smart model this is. So, okay. So what this bundle is, is a collection of, it's like over 60 ebooks and PDFs and then over 40 like full online courses or memberships, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all based on holistic herbal healing, like, you know, the topics that you read and it's 50 bucks, 50 bucks. Yeah. $50. Yeah. For the whole thing. So it's just, it's a really smart, really smart business model because, you know, everyone gets something amazing. The people who buy it get this amazing bundle and then everyone's making money because it's so cheap that a lot of people buy it. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to make the economics of it make sense. Cause people will be like, what's the catch? You know, totally. And totally. It's, like, it's a win, win, win. So just yeah. like, accept it, <laughs> be grateful right. and totally forward. Yeah. It basically, so I work alongside John and Helena and they are the best. They run impact bundles. And then my friend Ben and I, we just gather all these amazing people to incorporate their resources. Some some of the most intelligent people I've ever come across and professionals with their crafts as far as all the topics I just listed. And basically everyone works so hard for their resources, you know, and this is just this really short window, January 1st, the 10th for people to all get together and just kind of have this pool of information we need out to the masses. Right. And the reason why it's $50 is because it's only 10 days long. And so in those 10 days, all the creators are like, okay, we're going to majorly, majorly, majorly discount everything. And that way, you know, they're getting the resources out and it's, it's extremely accessible and people are hearing about these creators that maybe have not heard of them before. So they're able to spread their message all around the world and people that have been really needing these resources. I've talked to so many moms that are struggling with their kids' health or their own health or just financially, like this is the time that they, they have this amazing resource to get everything or not everything that they need, you know, but so many things that they're looking for. Gosh, it, when we did the off-grid bundle back in September, I mean, that was all about off-grid living, rewilding, homesteading, farming, regenerative microgreens, growing mushrooms. That was more so of a gardening, sustainable off-grid bundle. So this one is just really down to the nitty gritty of health with everything I mentioned with detoxing, parasites, all the things, right? And gosh, it's just knowledge that not a lot of people know about. I mean, I look at what we have gathered in the bundle and I am so excited to dive into some of the things that I've never even had thought of diving into really. I mean, a mold one is one I've dove into for a while because I lived in molds quite a few times, just being in Florida and just looking into, I know so much about mold, but now with this, this resource, I can even know more and really be an advocate for my friends and family when they think that they're in mold illness, right? So it's cool that we have all these things for ourselves, but as we learn, we are able to advocate for communities and share wisdom. And then it's like a chain reaction. All this information just trickles into everywhere of our life and others. So what we noticed in the last bundle, it is just 
the ma- again, the magnetism, the magnetism, the influence that people have by gaining this knowledge and the way that the world can shift. We are all of us in the bundle are so solution based. We are just wanting solutions. We've had enough of the isolation, the fear. We want solutions and answers to, okay, now what? And this for me, when I became a part of the bundle, it was just an immediate, this is it. (laughs) This is it. This is everything that I've been having questions about or maybe scared about. This just seems to be the solution. And I am really grateful to have to be working alongside people like you that really go out of your way to get this message out. And what you've contributed to the bundle is extremely generous. And I think the only way this is happening is because creators like you and others are willing to, you know, discount like crazy the resources and really just spread this information far and wide for other people. And of course, it's just, it's an amazing opportunity um, for the creators that are involved to an affiliate. So it's just, it is a win, win, win in all the ways. So for people that, you know, are wondering how it's possible, that's, that's pretty much how it's possible. And it's, it's crazy. Get ready. Cause yeah, those, these dates are the 10, the 10 days are just absolute nuts, like (laughs) beautiful, like just riding this wave of, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This is happening and this is changing everything. Yeah. You know, I'm extremely discerning about what I attach myself to, um, what I say yes to, you know, what I'm willing to like stand behind on the internet. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, And, and these, these impact bundles are like, yeah, everyone is so wonderful to work with. The information is absolutely life-changing. It's a 99% discount versus yeah. <laughs> things individually from the creators. And actually it reminds me of the Healy in terms of people being like skeptical and like, it's too good mm-hmm. to be true. Like yeah, definitely. someone's trying to take advantage of me. There's something nefarious here that, you know, it's like, absolutely no, no, like some things are good. A lot of things in this world are good. And like when we come across something mm-hmm. that is like, or someone like you who is like that, like fucking be grateful and embrace it and like tune into that frequency instead of this constant frequency of mm-hmm. fear and not enough. And I'm going to look like a fool or be taken advantage of. Like mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. so, I'm so ready to see those old stories and attachments die. Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely agree with you on that. And I think the the amazing part about the bundle is that there really is something for everyone with wherever they're at. You know, in the last bundle we had, one of my favorite resources was from these two girls, Busy Homebodies, and they had a resource on apartment homesteading. They literally homesteaded out of their rented apartment. It was wild what they're doing. And just, they give people all these ideas of what they can do. And, you know, no matter what size apartment they live in or whatever, there's something for everyone. And I think a lot of people just don't even know what to think about these things or where to start or what to do. And so I think that having something that works, having a resource that really everyone can benefit from is something not, I don't want to say rare, but, you know, just the fact that the bundle really does have something for everyone to benefit is really beautiful. When you step out of that 
that frequency you mentioned of, okay, well, what's wrong with it? What can I pick out that's not, you know, not the best? I mean, it's hard. I, I don't know. I, the, what last time we did the bundle, one of the feedback I got that was negative was, why is it so cheap? You guys should make it way more expensive. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Like, I never, who complains <laughs> about something being too expensive? I was like, wow, that's really trying to reach. So that honestly just confirms for me, like how amazing this is. Because one of the only complaints I got was people complaining that it was too affordable. I'm like, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, or on that same note, a complaint I got is, well, there's too much stuff in it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But don't like, go through all that, you know, you're, you're never going to go through every single, no, not everything here is for you, yeah. but even yeah. if only one thing is for you, it was worth it financially, first of all, but there's not only going to be one, there's so many and you yeah. have lifetime access to them and like, right. Accept the gift Accept of feeling good and nourished, you know, change, change the frequency to feel loved. And it's, you're totally spot on with the changing the mindset and the frequency, because that's exactly what a lot of, it's exactly what most things are, you know? Yep. I could keep talking and talking and talking to you, but, and the call didn't drop out at all. Yay. Yay. (laughs) Carly, thank you. You, you reached out and invited me in for the off-grid homestead bundle and that's how we met. And that's how I got pulled in. And I'm super, super grateful. It feels so aligned and so good. And just following you ever since then and seeing again, you're extremely magnetic, genuine, good, loving, positive energy and approach to life has, has been really inspiring and we fucking need more of it in the world. Thank you so much for saying that. That means a lot to me. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on and everything you do. These are the ripples that we need. I just love what comes through in conversation that can never come through inside one's own head. And that's why I have a podcast. And it just seems to me that the conversation always go, goes where it's meant to go. And I have new insights and learn something new. And I just, just love it. And I'm grateful for you all for being here. I'm going to tell you a little more about my ebook that's a part of the bundle, as well as some other of the resources that are in it. Um, many of you already have my ebook if you're a Patreon supporter. And thank you so much to those of you who are Patreon supporters, or maybe you've gotten it elsewhere at some point over the years. So it's called Herbal Body Oiling Ancient Sacrament Modern Necessity. Calm your nervous system, enhance your immunity, and practice sacred self-care with herb-infused oils. How to do it, why to do it, and how to make your own. It's 47 pages, full color. You know, if you've been here for a while, you've probably heard a lot about making herbal body oils, or maybe you are using them. Maybe you've signed up for my teacher, Cammie McBride's class. Um, But there's just, just some extras here, some background, some quotes, some bullet points. (laughs) Commonly reported effects of consistent oiling include relaxed muscles, better sleep, increased immunity, softer, healthier skin, calmer nerves, better movement and less stiffness in the joints, pain relief, increased warmth and circulation, clearer thinking, feeling more centered, increased energy and stamina, and deeper self-knowledge and greater self-love. Just reading a little something off page two for you. So some of the other resources that I am excited about, there's one about 
thyroid health. This is one of the PDFs. And I've just sort of had like an intuition for a while that I have that my thyroid is not working great. Some of you heard my pro-metabolic podcast from about a year ago, and I've really been re-diving in lately to bioenergetic health, cellular metabolism, really nourishing myself and realizing through that that my thyroid is not functioning optimally. I definitely want to do some more podcasts on that because I loved it so much. So really looking forward to this thyroid ebook. I, I lost exactly what it's called or who wrote it. But then also when I ran the resonance scanner on my Healy, thyroid came up as like one of the most important things for me to be working on. So I was really, you know, what's the word? When something reinforces that you're on the right path. I know there's a word. I use it all the time. Um, there's, well, what's botanical anthology winter edition, elderberry from bush to syrup. Do I have adrenal fatigue? These are just some of the names of the PDF guides. Heavy metal detox. Um, I don't know. I, you know what, Carly and I didn't get into this, but she's been posting about it lately. Um, maybe you've seen too that the study came out showing cadmium and lead in pretty heavy amounts in certain chocolate brands. It's really sad. <laughs> so I know a lot of people are dealing with heavy metals. The healing magic of yarrow. No, I love yarrow. Oh, here it is. Thyroid health simplified. So yeah, I need to dive into that. I I kind of, you know, I know what the thyroid is. I was diagnosed with pretty severe hypothyroidism as a teenager. Talked about this before in the podcast with Dr. Elizabeth Wade and realizing years later that it was from the Depo Provera shot, which is the one and only time I've used hormonal birth control. Oh, the Human Optimized Lighting Guide PDF. So this was part of the off-grid bundle. And this so far has been my most referred to resource from that bundle. It's really interesting learning about the light bulbs you're using in your house. And most light bulbs, if you record a video on slow motion, you will see that they flicker. And so I, I had read that, but I hadn't done it. And then my daughter, Nixie, was like jumping on the bed and wanting to me re- to record a slow-mo of it. So I did. And then I went back and I watched it and I was like, oh my gosh, there's the flicker that they're talking about. And so they do recommend healthier light bulbs. And I, I can't break down the science or exactly why they're better for you, but they do in this PDF, Human Optimized Lighting Guide. I really, really loved that. Introduction to Shamanic Herbalism course, Homemade Remedies for Winter, Cold Exposure Guide, Red Light Therapy, (laughs) oh, and a Metabolism Makeover book. And then in the courses, programs, and memberships category, so these are, you know, much, much more wide-ranging. Like some of these are really like full-on memberships and full-on online courses that you will have access to for at least a year. It depends on the creator. Some creators will give you lifelong access, but some of them it's it's at least a year. It's a minimum of a year. And look at this perfect thyroid, a holistic guide to thyroid health. Okay. So a whole course about that. That sounds amazing. Pediatric holistic health, the drainage formula parasites and susceptibility. Really interested in the one that um, Carly was talking about with mold too. I have, you know, quite a few friends who've had some real, real shit 
happened to them after living in a moldy house and like they're still dealing with it. The seven phases of detoxification. So there's just, there's so, so much EMF home safety masterclass. Yeah, like I said, someone like got got a little angry that there's too much, but of course you aren't meant to take every single one of these courses or join every single one of these memberships or read all of the um, PDFs. Just go to what what you need, you know, what you're in need of right now. So for me, like the thyroid and metabolism stuff, and there, but there's just so much more. There's 108 resources here, and again, it's. off compared to if you had bought all of these individually from the creators. So it's pretty rad available only for 10 days through January 10th. So I'm sorry if you're listening to this way after that period of time, but I think they'll do it again. I think they will. I'm not sure, but they did do the off-grid homestead bundle twice. And maybe they'll do that one again too. I don't know. So of course the link for the holistic health bundle is in the show notes and thank you so much for listening go find carly on instagram she is wonderful thank you for taking these medicine stories in i hope they inspire you to keep walking the mythic path of your own unfolding self I love sharing information and always put any relevant links in the show notes, which you can find by just scrolling down from wherever you pushed play on this episode. You can find all past episodes and our handmade herbal medicine at mythicmedicine.love. We've got reishi, lion's mane, elderberry, St. John's wort, mugwort, yarrow, redwood. We've got body oils, sleep medicine, heart medicine, earth essences, and more. While you're there, be sure to check out our fun quiz, which healing herb is your spirit medicine? It's lighthearted, but the results are really in-depth and designed to bring you into closer alignment with both the medicine that you're in need of and the medicine that you already carry and can bring to others. If you love the show, please consider supporting it at patreon.com slash medicine stories. It is so worth your time. There are dozens and dozens of killer bonuses there, ebooks, bonus conversations, uh, guided meditations, giveaways, resource guides, links to online learning, coupon codes, behind the scenes stuff. And the best of it is available at the $5 a month level. And it literally makes the show possible. You can also subscribe or follow. Uh, depending on which podcast app you prefer. The music that opens the show is by Marie Sue from her beautiful song, Wild Eyes. That's M-A-R-I-E-E-S-I-O-U. Thank you, my beautiful friend Marie. And thank you for listening. I look forward to next time. Mm-hmm.